Well, hello everyone, it's Morgan Harper Nichols here. I am a writer and an artist based in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And today I just wanted to talk about what does it mean for us to be who we were meant to be? Many of us heard or, or grew up with or just heard at some point the the well-known passage of um, in Psalms 139 that says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I have been hearing that verse personally most of my life. And I found as I grew older, like, okay, I understand that, but what does that mean in, in a daily life where I often feel like I'm not doing the things I was made to do, or I'm feeling like I am pushing myself to fit in, or I'm pushing myself to to meet some standard that either society has for me or some standard that I've created for myself. What does it mean to be who I was made to be, to see myself as someone who was made with a purpose and here for a reason? So I have been sitting with this question for all of my life <laughs> and I just wanted to take a moment to share some of my story with you and some of the things that I have been learning along the way and the reason why I think this is so important because it's no secret that where we are right now is with the state of the world the state of uh, the country where we live there's a lot going on there are a lot more questions than there are answers there are people who are suffering, who are struggling, who are experiencing grief and loss. And whether that's a part of your story or people in your family or people that you know or people that you're seeing online, I am just finding that now more than ever, we need people who can breathe deep and say, I am, I'm gonna choose today to be who I was made to be. I'm gonna choose today to show up despite the doubt and and to continue to sow seeds of faith and grace and courage, even where it seems impossible. So a bit of my journey began as a, a preacher's kid. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia area, where my parents were pastors. And um, I really admired my parents' ministry and their approach to ministry. The church that I grew up in was very small. I was also homeschooled, so a lot of my environment was very small and close-knit. And I really, until this day, I, I admire my parents' ability to just kind of like welcome people into their lives, whether they went to the church or not. They were just like, yeah, who are you? We want to get to know you. We want to invite you over. My mom would just have these like community yard sales where she would just invite people over and just say, everybody just come in. And that was the kind of environment I grew up in. And while I really admired it, I also struggled because two things. One, I was pretty introverted and reserved naturally. And the second thing was I didn't find out until this year that I actually ha I'm actually autistic and I was living with undiagnosed autism. So uh, autism is, is a spectrum. It's neurological and, and it, it, it developmental and it affects every part of my life. And Autism looks different person to person, but for me, a part of that is uh, a lot of communication issues, social issues, um, sensory issues. And I didn't have a name for all of these things. So I, I really struggled because I was like, I feel like I'm made to connect with other people. I, I always loved to draw and I was interested in music, but I, I was like, I feel like I'm made to make things. But it seems that the world that I'm in 
really kind of only values it if you're extroverted or if you have a certain personality. And as I grew older, I saw, wow, it actually gets even more complicated because if you're a girl or if you're a woman, there's a lot of things that people may not want you to do. If you're a person of color, there's a lot of things that people may not invite you into. So over and over again, I recognized I was constantly having to live with this tension of, of who I felt like God was calling me to be who I felt like I was fearfully and wonderfully made on the inside to be. But at the same time, when it came to actually being out in the world, I didn't feel like I was enough. I didn't feel like I was someone who could actually rise to the occasion. So pretty much from my childhood all the way into my mid-20s, I was kind of going back and forth with who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? And it started like up there, but it got all the way down to like, how am I supposed to pay my bills? <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't just like this like existential crisis. It was also financial crisis of like, how am I supposed to maintain stability in a world that doesn't seem to have a lot of space for people like me? So in my mid twenties, I just kind of had a breakdown. I kind of had this moment of like, well, maybe I should just stop trying. Maybe I should just stop trying to worry about figuring out what my purpose is and what am I called to do. Maybe I should just get a regular job and just stop worrying about all this stuff and just forget it. So in my mid-20s, I ended up writing a poem about that exact experience. And that is what led to the work I do today as a writer, as a poet, as a, as a, as a visual artist, music artist. And it was such a moment of tension and I want to really focus on that word tension because I believe it's in the tension. It's when we're in the trenches. That's when we start to hear those whispers and see those little hints of how we can be who we were made to be. It's when we don't have the resources that we wish we had, when we don't have the support that we were hoping to have, when we don't have the community, when we don't have the time, when we don't have the energy, who are we then? What is the, the good work that we can do then? What are the, the prayers that we pray then when we don't have, when we are living with that tension of, I feel this thing inside of me, that there's something more. But at the same time, when I look around, all I see is helplessness, hopelessness. All I see is destruction and division. It's in that tension. It's in that tension that I realized, wait a second. Actually, all this time I've been thinking that it took the support of all of these other people, these different people in entertainment industries, all these different rooms that I was hoping to be invited to, all these different tables that I was hoping to be able to sit at. I thought that that's what it took. But at the end of the day, it was a piece of paper and an ink pen and words that I believe honestly were words that God spoke through me to put on paper and it looked like a poem. And that is what ultimately gave me the wake up call of this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're made to be doing right now. And the second thing, and I think this is probably even more important is once you start to recognize those small things that are coming to life in the tension, 
that's when you recognize the service opportunities, the opportunities to give to others. And that is what ultimately will sustain you on that path of going deeper and deeper into who you were made to be. And what I realized was after I shared this poem, I started to receive messages from people who read this poem and they really connected with it. And it was really fascinating to me because the people who were messaging me about this poem, they were not like me. Demographically speaking, we were not alike. Um, they lived in different parts of the world. They had different stories. They had been through different things. And I was like, if I had to guess on paper, you know, who I might connect with, I'm like, well, I might connect with somebody like me. But I was wrong. I ended up writing something that on the outside looking in, these were people that I probably never would have even connected with or crossed paths with had I not shared that poem. And what that taught me was the importance of recognizing this whole thing is who you're made to be. It's not about who I'm made to be for the next 10, 20, 30 years of my life. It's who was I made to be for this moment, this moment in time, the people that are in front of me right now. And when I started to receive those messages, I had an opportunity. I had an opportunity to either choose to say, wait, these people aren't my demographic. Let me just keep going and try to find my people. Or I had the opportunity to say, I'm, I'm gonna talk to these people right here and I don't know how this is gonna grow. I don't know what this is gonna turn into. This had not become a career at this point. Just like, I'm gonna talk to the people that are right here. I'm gonna use the pen and paper that I have right here and talk to the people that I have right in front of me. And I'm gonna make something from this. I'm going to make something that is an expression of grace, of love and peace. And I, didn't know what I was doing <laughs> beyond that. <laughs> it was just like, let's just see what happens. And, and years later, it turned into something bigger than what I could have imagined. But before that, it was so simple. And it wasn't easy. I was still financially struggling. I was still trying to figure out bills <laughs> week by week, month by month. I was still feeling this tension of, oh, is this a lesser thing? Like... Have I gone down a few notches from what I thought I was doing when I was living in Nashville, pursuing a music career? Is this a smaller thing? I was dealing with all of that constantly, but for whatever reason, and I, I believe it was grace, I was able to see those people as these are the people that I made to speak to right now. They're not the people that I necessarily thought I was going to be speaking to um, just because I didn't know them. I didn't know that we would ever connect, but this is who, this is where I am. You know, I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't connecting, you know, on a space, on a stage speaking in front of thousands of people. It was person by person in an Instagram DM. And since then it's taken on so many different shapes, but what I've come to recognize over and over and over again is that I don't get to choose <laughs> what each day is going to look like in, in terms of what's happening in the world. That's not on me, I can't control that. I don't get to predict the future. I don't get to decide, okay, here's what's gonna happen <laughs> you know, in my life for the next 20 years. But I can choose to be present to whatever and whoever 
God puts in front of me and focus on speaking to that person. Focus on filling that page with words. Focus on creating this space as a space that is provides freedom to breathe and to be at peace. Even if it's not what I thought it would be, even if it's not as 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 well planned out or as um you know instagrammable as i thought and i'm learning more and more that it's actually the moments that are not instagrammable and it's actually the parts of my story that are hard to kind of put into like a short summary that those are moments of tension moments of tension where i'm growing moments of tension where I'm learning more and more of how I can creatively be who I was meant to be right here. Growing up, my dad had, um, he was preaching a sermon and I oftentimes would draw pictures during his sermons. And one particular Sunday, for whatever reason, I decided that I was gonna show him these pictures that I drew. And I was just using like a regular ballpoint pen. And I think I may have had like a color pencil or something, but I mean, it was just like on the back of a church bulletin. It was pretty simple. And for whatever reason, I just, I just felt like I could, sh I was like, I'm going to show it to my dad that day. I didn't like to show my drawings to many people growing up, but I decided to show it to him. And my dad looked at it and he looked at me and said, God made you to create. And to me, that was a charge. That was a, a moment that I carried with me from that moment forward. Now it took me about 20 years <laughs> in between that moment and the moment I actually was like, I'm an artist. I, it took me a long time to say that. But that was a seed that was sown that let me know what was possible with a piece of paper and an ink pen. What was possible being on the receiving end of a sermon as a kid and the little bit that I was able to take in, just how much God could do with so little. So what I wanna leave you with is that charge that you were made to make. You were made to make the most of where you are right now. You don't have to figure out what it's going to look like 10 years from now right now, or even 10 weeks from now. What's in this room that you're in right now that you can use as a tool to connect with other people, to show up for others, to make a difference in a world that desperately, desperately needs it? What can you do with the ink pen that's just to your right? What can you do with the phone that's just to your left? What text message can be sent? What letter can be written? What prayer can be prayed? How simple can it be? How simple can it be that you could choose to be who you were made to be by making the most of what you have right here? The time is now. We, don't, we do not have time to waste. There are far too many people who are battling the very worst right now, who are suffering in silence, suffering alone, crying out and not being heard. We don't have time to waste. Now is the time to make the most of what we have, what God has given us. And that is how we can be who we were made to be.